We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tom Thayer, Chicago Bears radio analyst. There was one time we were playing Tampa short yards goal line. I was in the end zone waiting for Harbaugh to throw me the ball. Instead of throwing the ball, he ran it in. And I go, Jim, you could have padded your stats by throwing me a one-yard pass. He goes, I know, but I thought you'd drop it. <laughs> you think you had good hands? I, I know I did. 41-12. Look at these things. 1985 Super Bowl champion. Walter Payton, Mike Ditka, Hungry Chicago, finally champions on this January day in New there with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Bears. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Tom Thayer is a great man and a, a local legend for God's sake and we're just delighted to have him on the program and he joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank making commercial banking personal. Tom, good morning. How are you? Oh, happy new year, man. Uh, it's good to hear you. Welcome back to work. And, uh, you know, I'm yep. doing good in life, crappy in football life. <laughs> Amen. Well put, Tom. Tom, it was a nightmare. I mean, that was just an awful, awful game. It was just depressing to watch. And, you know, uh, we have a post-game show here on The Score. It was the first time where people really were angry, where you got calls that weren't, oh, thank God they got a high draft pick. It was a lot more of – I think it's because Justin Fields. It was a lot more of the uh, what? why aren't they helping? Why would they leave him in the game? What are they doing? He got hit seven times, sacked seven times. How many were on him? Uh, how bad was that offense? It was, it was just a really different tone because even in these losses, the Bears have been close and there's been a reason to be excited because of Justin Fields. Yeah, well, I'm with the fans. You know, I was angry, too. I, you know, usually get right to work as soon as the game is over and uh, get ready to talk to you guys and everything else that goes on during the week. And I kind of avoided it a little bit because the game was still fresh in my head and I knew what I saw. And I was still, like any Bears fan, wherever they're from, you know, you're a little bit angry and super disappointed and then discouraged in, in some respect of, where what happened yesterday uh the inefficiencies the mistakes and it you know it, it really it really drove india when you think about the uh, you know over 500 yards offense the 40 points 40 plus points and everything else that went along with the day tom help us understand i know it's been a while since you were a player but you still can identify and relate to that when you're in the midst of a losing streak as long as the bears losing streak has stretched now how difficult is it to get 
your focus where it should be? How di- how difficult is it to get up for a game like yesterday? I I don't I'm just I'm not looking for excuses as much as explanations for how you can watch a team uh, exhibit as as poor of an effort as the Bears exhibited and have such shoddy tackling. And it's just a matter if they're playing for pride, they took the day off. And I don't know how that happens when you're a professional athlete. You know, it's, it's so, it is a lot different than when I played, because when you are, have some of these guys that have uh, played for uh, an extended period of time and they have multiple contracts and you get multiple signing bonuses and that's guaranteed money. And then that's a super challenge to your desire to be great and play great and do everything that you're responsible for. And I think that's the situation with this team. You have to look where every single guy is, where they're at in years of terms of service, where they're at within their contract, and where they're at and what you think their future is in the NFL. Because, you know, when we had a losing season and Ditka would tell us, don't think that of you guys that are at the end of your contract, there's going to be people coming here looking for you because of the type of team that you're playing on right now. So, I think there, there, you know, it's such a there is no singular dynamic in the locker room anymore. It's so multi-layered because of all those ish, all those things that I just said. And it's just like, you know, in college football, um, with the guys that opt out in the for the bowl games, you have these other guys that it, it creates an opportunity for immediately, and it may provide those guys to have a bigger impact in their future. Um, and so you have guys in the Bears that they need to play well. They do play well. They work hard, and they're prepared, and then you are part of a, an outcome like this. But as long as you still give the coaches and the, the league a reflection that it matters to you and you are preparing you know, with everything that's expected of you, um, you know, that's one way that you're going to look at some of the guys. But then, you know, like I said, the, the contract scenarios – of a lot of guys in the NFL these days, whether you're on a one-year contract or you're on a contract that you're going to have to be paid too much. It's it's just there's so many different scenarios inside the locker room and this phase of the season right now. Tom, you know, it was interesting to to see uh, James Houston bull rush Braxton Jones. And, uh, you know, this is, none of this is new. You know, we knew he – Struggled with that, and he's talked about it in the preseason. And certainly Matt Eberflus about three weeks ago gave a breakdown of it, and this is the scouting report type of thing. And, you know, I get it. The 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 uh, the two guards were out. You know, they didn't chip and help as much as they should. And, but he was just – there was a sack where he was thrown on top of Justin Fields. I mean, it was, it was rough. He had about as bad a day as you can have. Uh, giving up well, three sacks there, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, no, I mean it's you know he he was the one that he got bull rushed so badly on that he ended up falling on Michael Schofield, and Michael right. Schofield got hurt. They had to leave the game. I you know I don't think you can you can't sit here and talk about it three weeks ago or talk about it last week and then not do it. I mean if, if you have to understand what are you going to have to do to correct uh, the um, that that. Uh, the lack of ability to stop a, a really um, low-level bull rush like that, because I think Houston's about six-one, maybe six-one and a half, mm-hmm. and you know what level he's going to be coming off the ground at. So Braxton, you got to be able to attack force before force gets started, and having having him come at you at such a low level 
and getting underneath your pad level and then taking all of your length away from you because if you say you're surviving on your length and you're learning how to play with it, there still has to be bendability within that length or else you're going to be susceptible to a bull rush like that repeatedly until you prove to the next opponent that, yeah, I can stop that. Then that's what they're going to do, and that's what I mean. That's what they're going to try um, on the obvious down and distances that they can use that move. Tom, I know what I think, but I think it's a conversation worth having this week as we look at Justin Fields and whether or not he should or shouldn't play against the Vikings in the finale. What are the pros and cons in your mind, and where would you be leaning? Um, again, I would ask him. You know, how do you feel? Do you feel that you're 100. percent do you have any issues that could linger into the off season and that will affect the way you play or will affect the way that I can call the game according to how I know Justin Fields? To me, for, for him not to have a moving pocket until the fourth quarter when he had that one slight rollout to the left, I thought that was inexcusable because now you're just making him a sitting duck. And it changes the rush of the outside defensive ends. It changes the interior pressure. And then you make him more susceptible to getting those types of awkward hits. Um, For you not to have a selection of getting him to the exterior of the offense and being able to throw from an uninterrupted clear throwing lane, I I think you're doing him a disservice. And even – when you go back and you look at the slow motion replay of the snap that Cole Komet took the quarterback snap and then pitched it to him outside, Detroit already assumed that it was going to be a quarterback sneak. So the inside linebacker rushed into the A-gap. All the defensive tackle pinched towards uh, Sam Mustafer, the center. And so they were already assuming what the play was. And then, boom, you flip it out to Justin. You, you know, you can you can control that stuff by, you know, let them assume where Justin's going to be. Then as soon as he gets outside the pocket and he's in an open area, he's he's in a safer position. So to me, I, I would start the conversation with Justin and let him tell me how he feels and I would go from there. This segment with Tom Thayer is brought to you by Horizon Therapeutics, a global biotech company going to incredible lengths. And Tom, I, I wonder um, when you talk about that, how much do you have to think about who's available on the offensive line, who you want to see play on the offensive line? You know, they're down guards, obviously, and we saw guys uh, uh, leave the game. And Tevin Jenkins with that neck, I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how this affects him now. I don't know how it makes me feel about him moving forward, quite frankly. And I don't mean that negatively. I just worry about the guy. You know, he had a back injury. He's got a neck injury now, um, you know, I've got to be honest with you. I'm questioning Braxton Jones for next year. Maybe you need competition. I think you got to. I think you got to build from within. Uh, talk about the line of scrimmage, both sides of the ball, and and I think everybody is crazy about let's get a receiver. But I think you got to build both of those line of scrimmages up if you're going to try to win next year. They they're not good enough on in those areas. But I, I just wonder at the end of that game, I, I really felt like Fields was. He wasn't getting rid of the ball. He was getting hit too much, and I didn't understand why he was playing when you were down whatever it was, 30 points, 31. 
Yeah, I mean, the offensive line, you're going to have obvious changes, no doubt about it. You're going to have to bring in some stiff competition and not rule out a lot of rookies playing. Um, If they come in here and they can provide uh, a more physical approach to the offensive line play than they have going right now. You know, a guy like Braxton Jones, I'm definitely not going to give give up on him, but I'm going to have, um, you know, an evaluation and I'm going to look at or – I'm going to be, I don't know if he's going to be able to be at the facility or you're not at the facility, but I want to see what he's investing in the weight room because I'm not asking him to become a 330 pound immobile lineman, but I'm asking him to get stronger and do exercises that affect your strength, not just a bunch of, you know, exercises that you see displayed with shaking ropes and stuff like that. I mean, he's got to stand underneath some significant weight. Uh, be on a bench press with weight, use the dumbbells that, you know, he needs to gain strength because he has a framework um, that he can really add power to it. And I, you know, definitely am not going to give up on him, but, you know, what is Jatari Carter going to do? Is he going to come in here and contribute? And are you done with Larry Borum? And the thing with Tevin Jenkins, he's done for the year because I cannot have an active player that takes an active roster spot that only plays a handful of plays and then is gone for the rest of the day. That's unfair to the team and the other guys that are, are trying to, you know, get an opportunity to be active. And um, so they got so many decisions to be made on the offensive and defensive line, but it still has to be your feature uh, position going into the off season on both sides of the ball for sure. Tom, there were a few bright spots yesterday. Justin Jones did have a sack and a tackle for a loss, and he is somebody who, besides playing the three technique, has also been tried at defensive end. Heard you talk in pregame about his ability to do that and the versatility that they value. I wonder if this is also part of it. Moving forward, we know the Bears likely will draft second overall, potentially first, no lower than fourth. Are they looking at possibilities of guys who may fit into – that defensive line, whatever it may look like, but it has to be different depending on who they draft at second, perhaps, because there could be a big decision between an edge rusher and a defensive tackle, a three technique. And might they look at Justin Jones's versatility as factoring into that th- thought process? Oh, you know, they have to, you know, because there's off our defensive linemen along the way, whether you're as talented as Reggie White or you're as versatile as a guy like Tim Harris that used to play for the Green Bay Packers. They have the ability and skill to work up and down the line of scrimmage. And, you know, when one thing about offensive linemen, they like familiarity with the opponent they're playing against because you get to learn a little bit about his technique and his tendencies and his balance and stuff like that. But when you have versatility at the defensive line, you know, you, you can really question, you know, have some offensive linemen questioning themselves especially if they're young, inexperienced linemen. So I think it is good for uh, Justin to be able to move up there. But, uh, you know, the, the draft to me is, I mean, if there, if there is a guy, a guy there, there's a bona fide Jerome Brown or a guy that has these characteristics that they're going to be a, a pro bowler from the, the first year they get here, then, uh, you know, you probably got to identify him and then, and then go out and get him. But, if you can trade that pick for multiple picks within the first 45 or so, you know, I would rather have a number of guys than just one guy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious of what their thinking process is going to be when the draft gets here. 
But like you said, Molly, you need multiple guys in the offense and defensive line, and you won't do it with one pick, but you could do it with a, a, a couple picks from, you know, the fifth round up in terms of what we've seen them do at Braxton. You know what's interesting? Like, Okay, so Alex Leatherwood wasn't active for the game. I'm not – uh, but but if he's not active for the penultimate game of the year, and and does that mean he's does he have to be active now? I suppose with the numbers game, but does that mean he's not part of it next year? Does that? I mean, it it, it just makes me wonder what the plan is with a lot of different guys. Clearly, they they're going to need an influx. Well, you know, I, I think you got to put Larry Borman and Alex Leatherwood in the same, you know, right. in in the same thought process, same sentence, because, you know, Larry, he's you know a couple of concussions, he had a knee, he's had an ankle, he didn't play yesterday. They put in Dieter Iceland instead of putting in Larry Borum when Schofield and Tevin Jenkins got hurt, and here's a guy that has very limited to no football experience in his lifetime, but he's been around here for a couple of years and he's practiced hard and put enough on tape in, in terms of practice to let the coaches know that he is a, a candidate to go in the game instead of these other two guys. And then, you know, with Alex Leatherwood, I, I really, I don't know. I haven't talked to him. I, I don't know what his real dedication is to the sport. Um, he hasn't been identified as any one position where you just sit him there, leave him there and play him until he either earns the job or earns his way out of here. Um, and so, I, I would imagine on the exit um, interview that you have with the coaching staff, the GM, your position coach and everything, if he's going to be here next year, they're either going to tell him where they want him to play, what body weight they want him here, and to, and have a sight set on learning that position specifically. Because you're never going to do a guy any um, justice by – putting him in at every different position every couple of weeks and never let him have any experience at one position. You're never going to find anything out if that's the case. So if they believe Alex Leatherwood has what it takes to come into here and compete to be a starter, um, and that's the only reason I want him here, I'm not looking for him to come in here and be a backup. I'm looking for you to come in here and earn a starting job. And, you know, there's a, a couple things on that exit after the season's over that it, I would have, you know, requirements of him. Tom, quickly before we let you go, what was your reaction to the report that Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, interviewed for the job of Bears team president? I, you know, I honestly, I don't know much about him. But, you know, you, I, you, the only evidence that I know is look at the Big Ten and look at the direction they're going and look at what's happening to that market of, a, you know, when I was a kid growing up, it was the Big Ten. Now it's a big a lot. So, I mean, he's really done a nice job in terms of growing the Big Ten into the one of the most powerful uh, uh, converse, or one of the, yeah. yeah, conference, I don't know, division, conference, whatever you're going right. to call it. So, I mean, you know, he's, he's developed it into that. And um, unfortunately, with Ohio State and Michigan both getting beat, it takes away a little of the luster from the Big Ten. But nevertheless, it's still a growing conference, and, you know, he's done a great job developing that. Tom, you're the best. Thank you, buddy. Happy New Happy Year. Happy New Year. You guys. Yeah. See you guys, too. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.